Hi there, this is Malia Hoffman, and I'm here with Fred Ramirez, and this is the Carrero Podcast, sponsored by edX Global. Fred, tell us a little bit about what the intention and the audience is of this podcast. Well, thank you very much. Um, one of the things that we aim to do in order for audiences to learn about and to be introduced to change agents throughout the world that are working within our K-12 schools and within their school communities. Great. So tell me a little bit about your background. Um, what's your educational experience? What's your passion? How did you get involved with this? Well, this goes back a few years. Um, ever since I was a young kid, um, I was the last one of 10. And so um, I was influenced greatly by my older brothers who were very active uh, within their communities about what was going on during like the late 60s. Um, as, a, as a young child, um, I, I would look around and I would see a lot of things that needed to be done. But I was always told that now wasn't the time, that I was too young and that I should just focus on my ABCs and math and all that great stuff. And that kind of uh, led it to um, who I was throughout my years. Um, when I became a high school teacher, I provided opportunities for my high school students to actually um, go out and do stuff locally and, and globally. And what I found then was a lot of my high school students were really wanted to have their voice heard about current issues. Um, and then when I, later on, um, when I be, became involved in um, academia as a, as a professor of education, um, one of the things that I noticed as I was uh, consulting throughout the world, that there were a lot of students that, that I was coming in contact with. Um, who also had concerns uh, within their local communities, but they were also talking about stuff that was going on around the world. Um, and how edX started uh, was I was, uh, I was in this orphanage over in, in the country of Kenya. And there I, I, I met this fifth grade girl who had just lost her brother the day prior to to HIV, um, and and as a Westerner, I I understood this. Um, I understood what what HIV was. I was sad for this for this young girl, um, and when I was walking around, I noticed that there was this young kid who wasn't playing. And so I asked the director what was going on, and he shared that he had malaria. And and that stopped me because I then asked, well, how did he get this? And he said, well, we don't have mosquito nets. And that floored me because as a, as a Westerner, I, I wasn't, um, that's not part of our vocabulary here. Um, and so I excused myself and I just, I just started crying. Um, and and so when I came back to the United States, there was a there was an elementary school third grade teacher who in who welcomed me into her classroom in order to talk about um, about my travels in Africa. And when I shared this one story, there was this little kid 
and I still remember him, him raising his hand and saying, um, so I called on him and he said, um, uh, Mr. Can we just send him mosquito nets? And so that that kind of provided me with that um, kind of with that in, in encouragement to go forward and to actually start edX because we do have kids that are that want to be involved both locally and globally. So let me ask you this: When you got that question for them from that young man, did you see yourself in him? <laughs> because you said, you know, when you were younger, you were asking questions and you oh. wanted to do stuff. So did that feel like you asking you, the adult you? Yes, totally. Um, you know, because I, gosh, I remember in, in fifth grade, um, and I won't mention my teacher's name, though his face is right in front of me. I was, I was talking about something in class and he just started yelling. Um, what were you talking about? You were on task or you were wanting to change the world? At, I at wanted that to life? change the world. I wanted to because um, where I was from, I was born and raised in Santa Barbara and there's and there was a huge and still is a huge homeless um, issue there. And so I wanted to talk about that and that's just how my, my brain worked then and it still works how it is now. And so he got very upset with me because I was posing this this question of homelessness that he picked me up by my collar, um, picked me up over his head and started to shake me. Um, and so, yeah. And, and shake as, the care out of you. Yeah. Why are you compassionate <laughs> yes. about people in the world? Yes. And, Got it. you know, I should be, mm -hmm. you know, I should be more focused on math. So yeah. I, yeah. And that's, um, and when and when we talk to K twelve kids, still, they're very passionate about about change, and and that's what that's what we've been seeing around the world, where where there there's these young kids um, that are in the news that are creating change. And so that's what launched edX Global. Correct. Um, just this one kid asking this sweet innocent question but he was he was motivated in order to bring about change for this for this orphanage in in kenya did you send the mosquito nets yes was he involved yes does he know that he is the reason for edx global <laughs> probably not probably not do you know who this kid is no um i just remember his face so if anyone knows if you're listening <laughs> And you asked this question of Mr. Ramirez back in... Gosh, this was like in 2010. Okay. Yeah, so right around there. 10 years ago-ish. Yeah. So if you asked someone this question 10 <laughs> years ago and you remember this experience, I feel like that would be something memorable. Possibly. You yeah. know, yeah. Hopefully. I mean, you're in fifth grade. You, you would remember an activity of getting mosquito nets and sending them to another place in the world. You yeah, remember that. Hopefully. Yeah. So I, I would love <laughs> to have that person as a, as a person on our podcast in the future if, they can, if we can find them. Uh, if we were Oprah, we could do it. Yeah, that, that's right. And then yeah. we could fly them out. Or Ellen. Or, or Ellen. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what were you doing in Kenya in the first place? Okay. Um, one of the things that I, I was I've been blessed with is is being able to travel. Uh, I was doing a lot of consultant work 
um, and then I was just offering up my own time and services to to go around the world and provide teacher education training. And so uh, we were we were on our way to the country of Burundi, um, which is this little country which probably not a lot of people have heard of. It's right underneath Rwanda. Um, they went through the, the, the very same genocide um, that Rwanda was going through, but we just didn't hear about it here. And so one of the students at the, at the university in which I was working for at that time, he and his wife had this orphanage over in Kenya. And so since we were in the neighborhood, so to speak, about two or three countries from Burundi, we stopped by for about two, two to three days and we checked this orphanage out. I'm so glad that you did. Yeah, yeah, so am I. Changed the world. Fred, tell me about what you currently do professionally and how it contributes and complements what you do with edX. Well, what I do currently is um, I'm a professor of education at Concordia University where I teach within the online MA Ed programs where we train teachers and we teach teachers who are um, studying for their masters. Um, and I teach a variety of classes there. Um, and how it complements it is that there's, um, currently I'm, I'm teaching this class about school violence. And so as, as you could probably tell, there's a lot of themes that cut across that. And um, a lot of the students, a lot of the teachers have been interested in the nonprofit work that I, that I do because what they're saying is that um, what, what, what we try to do within the nonprofit complements a lot about what research says about what schools should be doing or could be doing. Um, and so I've had um, some of my students talk to me and there's, there's a lot of interest in actually starting school clubs uh, because that's, that's what edX tries, tries to do is to find motivated teachers to work with their students in order to form a school club. And so just to be clear, your students are current teachers out in the world today. Correct. And Correct. so they have access to all these students who also want to be change agents. Correct. In the world. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and, and one of the things that, that they've been finding with what my students, what these teachers have been finding is that their students are connected with kids from throughout the world also. And so they're um, so they're listening and they're um, Snapchatting with with kids everywhere, um, and so they're so our K twelve students have a very keen understanding um, as as to what's going on in, within our world. Tell me a little bit about those student led organizations and those clubs, and maybe one of the projects that stands out to you, or one of the experiences that you've had recently with those student led organizational clubs. Um, one of our one of our clubs. It's a it's a high school club located at Ayala High School in Chino Hills, California. Um, they were very much interested in our waterways. Um, they were very much interested in finding out about how they could clean it up. And so we we uh, we conducted this cleanup. We just partnered with uh, with this one organization, and we went out and we cleaned some of the creeks. That led in, into having our students question, well, what else is going on? And so 
I got them in contact with a with a nonprofit in Long Beach, California, uh, which focuses on microplastics. And I contacted them, or or the or the students contacted them because one of the things in which edX does is we provide leadership opportunities for kids by having them do local and global service learning projects. So it's all student driven. And so one of the ways that we build the leadership is by encouraging them to reach out. So, so our high school students contacted um, this, this organization. They set up the meetings and then we all went and they learned about microplastics. The director from, from this one agency then got me in contact with a, with a principal in South Dakota whose middle school kids uh, are inter have been interested in microplastics. Do you know how what that connection was? Long Beach to, would you say South Dakota? South Dakota, yeah. Mm -hmm. It was uh, the the name of the of the organization in Long Beach is the Algalita, and so um, so the education director there knew of this of this principal in South Dakota, and so she was the one that that connected us. Got it. Um, this principal then connected me with with a teacher in Norway, um, in in the city of Bergen, and and Bergen had a, had a whale wash up onto their shores, and the whale was filled with plastics, and so so the kids were from that one city were very much interested in finding out how they could eliminate plastics from their from from their oceans, and so all of us. Me and the principal and this and this teacher, we connected, and um, they were all interested in seeing how how we could get together. Um, and one of the things that I had been planning is a return trip to the island of Utila, uh, because what our nonprofit did, what the kids wanted to do um, when they heard that that the island hadn't had a playground, was that they that the EDAC students wanted to go and build this playground. So we did that and we were hoping to return in order to do something else. And so when I when I was in communication with the principal and the teacher, I flippantly, and that's how I do a lot of my work when trying to partner with people, I said, Like hey, on a bar napkin. Yes. Right? <laughs> At happy hour kind Basically, of thing. Basically, yes. Mm -hmm. um, and so I, I said, hey, why don't we all meet on this on this island off the coast of Honduras and we could have a conference on microplastics. And the principal and the teacher jumped on it immediately. And I said, uh oh, <laughs> I guess we're going to be doing this. Wow. So this is a really good example of how you are taking and moving your theory into practice with edX uh, mission statement of starting local, going global. Correct. You started in Orange County, you went to Long Beach, South Dakota, Norway, and then to Utila, connecting all of these students and people and educators with global problems. Correct. And one of the things that I was uh, that I really wanted to do was was to build a student led conference. And so since these kids were researching microplastics and ocean plastics on their own, who better than to give reports than, than our own kids? And so that's what happened. Um, we, we all went, uh, we, we did this conference, and then these, 
than the students who went from uh, Southern California, South Dakota, and Norway. Uh, they were then on this island talking to a lot of the business people because one of the things that I wanted all of our students to understand is that we just can't eliminate plastics. There's, there's a lot of business stuff that, that goes into it. Um, we can reduce the amount of plastics that we use. Correct. Which is what we're seeing now with uh, banning straws and things like that, small. Correct. But you're saying we can't eliminate plastics altogether. Correct. Um, and so those are those those are those teachable moments that that edX wishes to give to kids. But it, but once again, it's all student led. The reason being is that I can't tell them to okay, we're going to go save trees, and if the kids aren't interested in it, then it's not going to happen. Um, and so. Uh, one of the beautiful things about this was when when the students went um, and we were sharing what we were doing with the residents, the residents started to understand a little bit more um, because we we visited this this one little diner um, and it's a it's a woman who who came from Europe. She opened up her her little restaurant which has great food. And she asked what we were doing there, and so, so our our students shared everything that that they were doing, and she was like, "Wow, I never really thought about that." The next day, we went there for lunch, and she had changed all of her plastic straws to metal straws in one day. In one day, um, just because of these kids just saying, "Yeah, this is this is what we're doing," uh, because the because the Bay Islands, which Utila is a part. Um, has a major plastic problem. While while we were on the island, we spent about four to seven days cleaning up um, some of their beaches, and it and was so terrible. You're, and you're not even, it was just an oversight on her part who Correct. owned this restaurant. Yeah. She just hadn't thought of it. Correct. And then when, was, when you educated and made her aware, she saw a way that she could also be a changing agent in the world. Correct. And... And our kids got such a kick out of it because they then understood what their voice was. Um, and that's empowering. Mm -hmm. I think I recall seeing a photo on maybe your Twitter or your Instagram um, of that exact story you just said. Yeah. What is your Twitter and your Instagram in case people want to follow you? Um, it's just edaxglobal on for, for both Instagram and for Twitter. All right, so you've been doing Adax Global since 2011, about eight or nine years, Correct. almost. Uh, if teachers wanted to get involved, what what's how do they do that? Easy. What they what they would like to do, or if they want to be involved with this, then they can go to our website um, and email me. And our website is um, edaxglobal.org, which was designed by by one of our one of our high school students. And they, there's a link there in order to tell them how to actually start a school club. Um, and then they would get in contact with me. We would, we would talk about it. And one of the things that, we, that edX tries to do is to limit the amount of work that, that the teachers will be doing. Because once again, these are student-led clubs. Um, and, and as a former high school teacher and being involved in education now for uh, gosh, close to 25 years, we do understand the um, amount of work that our, that our teachers do. And 
you don't have to be in Southern California to start a club. You can be in Norway or Correct. Utila yeah. or Germany or Thailand. New Zealand. Or New Zealand. <laughs> Correct. And we can connect because of the technology available. Correct. Mm -hmm. Correct. And so how do you document these cool projects and problem-based learning activities that teachers are doing? Do you have a plan for that? Yeah, there's there's a couple things. Um, one of the, the items that we wish every club to do, and once again we would we would work with them, is they would start their own social social media, and so they would put their club on Instagram and Twitter, and so they could let everyone else know what's what's going on. For teachers that are involved in problem based or project based learning, what we're going to be launching soon is is a new academic online journal, um, both for researchers um, who are researching problem-based, project-based learning, um, ed, ed tech, um, but also one of the things that we're looking for is K-12 teachers to contact us, um, just so that then they could, they, they could share what they're doing. And we're not, we're not asking for, for major pages or a lot of you know a lot of pages for for them to write uh, what we're what, what we're looking for is just um, maybe four to eight pages of some of the projects that they're doing within their within their classrooms um, it's a really good way for them to publish their work we're always asking our students to publish their work right correct and it's a way for them to showcase uh, not only what they are doing as teachers, practitioners, but also what their students are doing. Yeah. And it really helps motivate and encourage those students to get involved and do that project well. And then also sharing it with people around the world and uh, projects that can be replicated and, and done Correct. everywhere. And, and that's, that's one, of the, one of the main things. Well, there's, well, there's a couple main ideas that are flowing with the, with the upcoming journal is that we really want to give teachers a voice because they're the ones that are that are in the classrooms every single day um, a lot of these teachers have great ideas that they could share um, and and this this journal will hopefully do that and so um, the the other idea that we would wish to do is to partner teachers um, partner their their own students like from um, Santa Barbara, California, with with teachers in Auckland, New Zealand, uh, because it's it's not just a partnership of teachers, but then getting kids to communicate with with one another, um, just so that then um, there's a there's a reciprocity of culture where where students are learning about kids from throughout the world within a within a real world setting. So tell me what the name of the journal is. Carrero. Um, and and that's spelled K-O-R-E-R-O. And it's going to be hosted at CarreroEAG.org. And that's where the uh, practitioner articles and the research articles will be showcased and featured Correct. in this online journal. Tell me how you came up with the name Carrero. Where does that come from? Um, where it... Where it manifested it itself was one of the things that we're going to be looking for is stories, um, stories from teachers, stories from researchers about about the K twelve field, 
and and so one of the things that I've been very um, impressed by throughout my academic years was was about the country of New Zealand and and how they've incorporated the the Maori culture into their schools and so I was thinking you know what what would be a good Maori name or Maori word in order to um, present this and have, having learned that stories are a big part of Maori life I I just looked up what what story meant in um, in the Maori language and we we found Carrera. I like that I think that's a really beautiful way to come up with a name for a journal and so that journal uh, is under construction currently we have a student working on the development of that website and right now it'll be hosted on the edxglobal.org website. Correct. Um, and I think what would be great at this time is for you to share something about the um, about our website as, as well, since you've been very instrumental in not only the development but also the mentoring of one of our high school students during this entire process. So can you share how you're involved in edX? Yeah, so actually Fred and I met each other when we worked at Concordia University, Irvine, and uh, got interested in his work with uh, students because it provided a way for me to get back working with students in K-12, which as a former middle school teacher I had been missing as I was a, a college professor teaching teachers. Uh, but my area of expertise is in educational technology, and I currently teach teachers at California State University Fullerton. And when Fred asked me to help him out, he initially approached me with the need for a website redesign. And through working together, we decided, well, this is an opportunity for us to ask for a student to take on this initiative and um, lead them in redesigning a website and proper web design and, and those things. And so we connected with a student who was interested, who initially, I believe she wanted to be a vet, uh, veterinarian. I believe so, yes. And uh, she was in high school, and she initially wanted to be a veterinarian, and um, but still decided to volunteer to, you know, she was involved with edX and her school club, wanted to help redesign the website. And um, I worked with her, we met regularly. She just took off, designed the website, it's beautiful. And now she is an undergraduate student as a freshman at Cal Poly, right? Correct. Yeah. Cal and, Poly Pomona. And she's no longer <laughs> pursuing, pursuing a veterinarian degree. She is pursuing a, a computer science degree. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So um, that's pretty cool. Well, and, and I think what, one of the things that our listeners should, should understand is that that's, that's one of the things that we try to do. Uh, we, we try to find out what our students' interests are, um, just so that we could then incorporate them into some type of mentorship program, um, some type of internship, uh, because we're, we're concerned with the, in, with the entire kid. Um, and so one of the things that, that we found with, with this one student is that 
yeah, she just she just took off um, based on what Malia was providing her. Um, and and at first she was pretty shy, um, but now she seems very confident, which is which is I guess you could say one of our success stories. And not only that, but she has taken the initiative to continue on mentoring our next student who's going to be working on Correct. the the journal website. And so it's really this beautiful secular process where the mentees become the mentors and um, it just becomes this domino effect of people helping people in the world. Yeah. It's quite beautiful. So what would you say is uh, the call to action? Um, I think every single day we have a call to action. At least that's what my philosophy is. Um, for educators that are listening to, to this, maybe ask some of your students what they're interested in. Um, what, what concerns that they have. Um, and then how can we, how can we build that into some, some type of local project? Because yes, edX does global items, global projects, but but we really feel that that projects should be should be started locally first, and not not everyone has to go out throughout the world in order to do stuff. They could just they could just be at be at home in order to be a change agent. And so, if you want our help or assistance, uh, helping your students take on project based or problem based learning, or starting an edX club at their school. You can contact us, and Fred, what's your email? Well, my email address is edaxglobalinc at gmail.com, and they can find that on the edax Global website. And my email address is malia.csuf at gmail.com, and malia spelt M-A-L-I-A dot C for California, S for state, U for University, F for Fullerton, again, at gmail.com. And then finally, if you know anyone who would want to be featured or if you would like to be featured on our podcast, if you're a change agent in the world, an innovator, or you have some really great projects that your students are doing that you would like to share with us, we would love to have you on this podcast. Or if you just have ideas that you want us to discuss, talk about, Send those our way to our previously mentioned email addresses. Thank you, Malia. Thank you, Fred. Have a great day, everybody.